This is the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast with your host, Chris Spear. Each week, I'll be speaking with food entrepreneurs and people in the culinary industry. If you're interested in learning more about our organization dedicated to helping people build and grow their food businesses, look us up on the web at chefswithoutrestaurants.com and .org, and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Chefs Without Restaurants. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. I'm your host, Chris Spear. On the show, I have conversations with culinary entrepreneurs and people in the food and beverage industry who took a different route. They're caterers, research chefs, personal chefs, cookbook authors, food truckers, farmers, cottage bakers, and all sorts of culinary renegades. I myself fall into the personal chef category as I started my own personal chef business, Perfect Little Bites, 11 years ago. And while I started working in kitchens in the early 90s, I've literally never worked in a restaurant. On this episode, we speak with Chef Benjamin from Dallas, Texas. Starting his culinary career at the Olive Garden in Montgomery, Alabama, Benjamin worked his way up the culinary ladder from cooking on a cruise ship to cooking at Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen in Las Vegas. He ended up moving to Dallas right before the COVID-19 pandemic started and soon found his employment options limited. Instead of giving up on cooking, he actually decided to start a business amid this. Deciding to focus on just a couple of items, he's had tremendous success in a short period of time, selling his pineapple bang boats and the vanilla banana pudding soft sweet bread tacos. We talk about his culinary path, using Instagram to market his business, and starting a food business during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks so much, and have a great weekend. Welcome, everyone. This is Chris with the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. And today I have Benjamin, who's a chef down in Dallas, Texas. Hey, good evening. How are you? What's going on, man? Chef Benjamin, everybody. Certified private chef from Dallas, Texas. And uh, we're just, uh, we just going through the mix right now, getting everything together. Dallas, Texas is one of those places that seems to be doing some things a little different than everyone else in the country right now. You guys seem to be a little... I don't want to say ahead of the curve, but like on the, you guys are starting to open things up, aren't you? Yeah. So, um, lately, man, you know, they're, um, they're trying to get everything open up back here. Um, Texas is kind of going through just like every other state right now, you know, it's, it's slowly getting there, but you know, they're, you know, we're trying to work on it. Like I said, all the restaurants, everybody's just doing like the little takeout menu, like it's, this pandemic has really caused like a big effect on everybody, like in the, food and beverage business so it's it's crazy so tell me a little bit about yourself so you're now a private chef uh what's your history and background in cooking have you been cooking since your whole career has started i really started taking you know my craft and culinary series roughly i'm gonna estimate like six years ago um i'm originally from montgomery alabama so uh you know growing up down there you know things would extremely difficult you know being in uh in the circumstances that i was in you know in the community that i kind of grew up around um so i just found a passion for cooking uh, i think i was like 20 like 21 22 at the time i got my first big chance i actually started working i was in like the olive garden that was like one of like my first like semi-real kitchen jobs and um you know i worked at olive garden for like a year and i was like you know what I like cooking, but Olive Garden isn't like where I want to be at, you know, permanently. So um, from Olive Garden, um, I went to Bonefish Grill in Montgomery. That was like one of like the biggest restaurants that you could work at down there. Um, 
and back in 2016, yeah, yeah, 2016, um, I got my first major break to get out of Alabama. Um, I actually worked for Norwegian Cruise Line as a chef for them. So I was on a cruise ship in Hawaii for like two years of my life, and that was like the craziest experience I ever had. I loved working, you know, in Hawaii. Got the chance to see all the islands. After that, I actually got the chance to go um, to California and work in Death Valley at a Four Diamond Resort. Worked out there for like six months. Dude, it was like 133 degrees out there. I was like, this is not for me in the summertime. Like, <laughs> I could not do this. So this was actually uh, last year. Um, this was like when things really started, you know, to really pop off for me. Um, I was actually working for Gordon Ramsay at Hell's Kitchen in Las Vegas. And that was like the ultimate, like, pinnacle that, that I could possibly think of reaching in culinary, like just working for him you know, getting a chance to meet him and talk with him. And man, like Gordon was like my idol. Like, you know, he still is like in the culinary business. Um, and just to have that on my resume, you know, that's like the coolest thing to me now. And um, like I say, you know, especially now, um, I've really been able just to really uh, focus on, you know, where I wanted to go after working for Hell's Kitchen. And uh, I became a certified private chef. And now I'm in Dallas, Texas, and uh, <laughs> business is just going crazy out here. Wow. So were you all self-taught and on-the-job training? Like, it sounds like you didn't really do culinary school. You just jumped right into working yeah. at, you know, restaurants like Olive Garden and Bonefish. And then from there, you just jumped into the cruise thing and learned kind of on the job from there? Actually, I went to culinary school. I actually graduated uh, from Trinum Tech Community College in uh, Montgomery, Alabama from their culinary program. Um, I did it for like two years. You know, I was, um, you know, when I was in Montgomery, you know, things were kind of on and off for me at the time. So, you know, I was trying to go to school full time and, you know, find a way to get out of Montgomery. And it was so crazy. You know, I never forget, like one of my instructors, you know, they explained that to me. They were like, you know, you got to understand what this culinary degree is going to do for you. You know, like I said, at the time, man, you know, I'm like 20, I was like 21, 22. And I was like, man, this ain't going to do nothing for me. And, you know, it's, it's so crazy, man. Like, I look back on life now, and I'm like, going to culinary school was like the greatest thing that happened to me, you know, because like, it really helped me change my life. Because, like, that's why, I, you know, I really found, you know, my, my real passion for cooking, you know, at the um, culinary school. So, like I said, when um, Norwegian came into play and, you know, I started seeing I was working at, like, Four Diamond Resorts and working for Gordon Ramsay Hell's Kitchen. All this never would have happened, you know, if I just never would have been like, you know what, culinary school is going to be for me. Because, like, I I was never one of those type of people that was, like, big on college or anything like that, you know, growing up. You know, I was just like, you know, I just I just knew I wanted to do something in life, you know, that was going to make a difference. But, you know, I guess uh, I guess cooking just so having to be the passion and that was, that was just my calling and it worked out for me. Did you go from Alabama right to the cruise line? Is that how that went? Yeah. How do you get? How do you get there? Like, how were you in Alabama and then ended up on a cruise ship, like on the <laughs> other side of the country? <laughs> that was a that was one of the craziest stories, man. Um, I think I'm still working at Bonefish, man. I think I had like, this was like three weeks before I was supposed to go to the cruise ship in Hawaii. So um, I drove from Montgomery, Alabama, all the way to Atlanta, and that's like a two hour drive, right? I didn't have no guarantee that I was gonna get the job. I didn't have no guarantee on what was going to happen. I just knew I was going to take a chance. So um, I found out Norwegian was doing like an open call for like, you know, cruise line workers, you know, to go work on the ship. So I was like, all right, man, let me let me go try. Like, I get to live for free. I get to eat for free. Like, I'm in Hawaii. Like, it's going to be awesome. 
So um, I literally, man, drive from Montgomery, Alabama, all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, right? It's like a hundred other people up here in culinary and all the other jobs that they have on the cruise ship trying to get a job. And it was only like, like 25 spots available. I was like, man, this is not going to work out for me. So, um, you know, I, man, I, I went through the situation. Um, I went up there, I met with the people and, you know, I, I just impressed them, you know, with everything that I was saying to them and, you know, just explaining. So um, I get an email like one week later from Norwegian and they're like, hey, Benjamin, uh, you know, we're seeing your resume, you know, you're real good at the interview. Like, we want to offer you the position. So I'm like, oh, man, this is so crazy. So, like, man, I'm going to be in Hawaii. I called my cousin uh, in Atlanta, <laughs> and, I, and I told him, I said, I said, hey, cousin, look, man, um, I just got this job off, man, in Hawaii. Man, life about to go crazy. Life about to change for me. So um, i never forget, this was, like, three days before um, – I pretty much quit bonefish because I was like, nothing to ruin this opportunity, man. I'm only making like 10, 11 bucks here. Like, I'm going to go make some money. Dude, I, I literally, man, just packed all my stuff up. Uh, I closed my lease out that I had in my apartment in Montgomery. And, man, um, I drove to Atlanta and, you know, I left my car up there. And, uh, you know, my cousin, you know, he, he took me to the airport. And, uh, man, the, the rest was history. Life was never the same after that, huh? Life, life, life has never been the same. And you, after you that, take but. those shots. I mean, so many people, I think, would say, "I'm not driving two hours to go for this job interview for this thing," you know. Especially if you don't have a lot of money, you know, if you're making ten dollars an hour, or whatever, and gas, and having to drive up there, it's going to be two hours. That's each way, right? So you also have to get back. So I love hearing those stories because you just like invested in yourself and you said, "I'm going to give it a shot. I got to do something. Mm-hmm. I want to make big moves." And uh, you did. It sounds like it worked out and you're in a really good spot right now. You know, that's that's always one of the craziest stories. Like I always tell people, man, like I, I look back on that, on situations like that, because, you know, I, I didn't think at the time, man, you know, you got to remember, you know, you being 21, 22 years old, growing up in a rough environment. And, you know, somebody tells you, hey, we're interested in you to go work in Hawaii. Like for any kid that's like 21, 22 years old. So, like, it, it was so mind-blowing to me. And, you know, i never forget, like, the first day I got to Hawaii. So, man, I'm literally, man, uh, I'm over there in Maui. And I'm like, man, first, I've never seen a beach like that before. i never seen the islands. i never seen the palm trees out there, dude. I just always, like, look back, and I'm like, man, this is the craziest thing that ever happened. You know, working for Norwegian really helped me, um, you know, achieve a lot more in culinary, man. So, you know, I've been able to just, you know, work at some of the top level restaurants because, you know, a lot of people see that on my resume. They're like, man, you know, he was a chef on a cruise ship cooking for like 3,000 guests every night. You know, we're doing this like five or six months at a time throughout the year. So, you know, that's why with me, I feel like it's so easy now just for me to kind of get like any kind of job in the culinary field now because like that's, that's a lot of these people's first reaction, you know, when I was, you know, doing like regular jobs, you know, they always say that like, man, I seen like you got Gordon Ramsay on here, man. You got Norwegian Cruise Line, like, dude, like we love to have So now are you exclusively working for yourself down in Dallas doing the private chef thing? Yes, sir. So man, uh, it's so crazy, man. Um, so originally uh, when I first got to Dallas, like I've only been in Dallas for like two or three months now. So a 90 day time span has gone so crazy for me. Like I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. 
so originally, um, I actually had got a job offer at the Hilton down here in Dallas uh, to be a chef for them. So, you know, I was working at the Hilton, man, for like, I don't know, like about a month and a half or whatever until the whole shutdown came, you know, to the coronavirus started happening. And uh, I was like, man, you know what? I know I could be doing better than this and making even more money, you know, because Dallas is uh, such a business city, man. You know, we got the Cowboys out here. You got the Mavericks. Man. You got, like, so many multimillionaires that, that live out here. Like, these people love to have, like, a private shelf or something like that. And um, that was so crazy. You know, I was um, – I really just put my mind – you know, I put my brain to use one night. Let me go on social media real quick and, like, let me just – let me kind of see what can happen. I just started taking pictures, man, of like all my food and, uh, you know, the, the response we didn't got from social media within the past, I think like what, month? Like it's been so crazy. Like I didn't gain over like a thousand followers in like 30 days. You know, we got the uh, the pineapple bang boats that's going crazy. The vanilla pudding taco dish that I'm bringing, man, like it's been so crazy. Like we did over like a hundred sales in five days last week just off of Instagram promotion, like. No flyers, no, like, no real word of mouth. Like, this is, like, straight based off of Instagram. And, like, people just been DMing and calling. Chef Ben, like, I got to try one of these pineapple bang boats. I got to try the vanilla pudding taco. Like, it's, it's so crazy, man. Like, I, I literally went from not knowing anybody in Dallas to now to the point where I go outside and, like, people just stopping me out the blue now that I don't even know sometimes. It's crazy. So I think this is like really important for our listeners to hear because you're saying you started this after the COVID pandemic started and you started it in response to that. That's correct? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we have so many people right now who've been doing this, myself included, for a long time before this. And we're all trying to figure out how to adapt, what to do, and worry that we're going to be put out of business by this. And you saw it on the totally flip side saying, okay. I'm working this Hilton I'm getting furloughed or laid off. I don't know what to do, but I know I can cook. Let me start bringing the food to the people and try and make some money. I think that's amazing that you're, you know, I hate to say capitalizing on, but I mean, it is. Yeah. You're, you're being smart about it. While so many people are shutting their doors, they're not going to open their restaurants again. You saw it as an opportunity and a need to be filled. Looking at your Instagram, you have like well over 3,000 followers. So like how many did you have before you started this? Like you said, like you gained 1,000. So is it fair to say you had like 2,000 or so when you moved think, to Dallas and you like, picked up um, like... Yeah, it was like early last month. I mean, I was only at like 2,000. Yeah, it's almost like 2,000 followers or whatever. I literally posted a picture, man, of this pineapple bang boat because I was at home one night and I was hungry and I didn't want no subway. I didn't want no McDonald's. I didn't want no Jimmy John's. I was like, man, like, what's up, man? Let me cook. Let me cook what I want. One night, literally cook, you know, one of those pineapple bang boats that I make. And I wake up the next day, and dude, I had over like two, three hundred new followers. My DM was just blowing up, man. So people were like getting in contact with me. Like, I think, man, since last week, yeah, me and my team have generated almost over like three grand in sales from selling these pineapple boats and vanilla pudding tacos. Like, I haven't had one negative person say anything bad about it. Like, everybody's been super supportive. Like, man, I can't believe this. Like, you got a pineapple bang boat. Like, I ain't never heard of this before. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. What's the pineapple bang boat? 
Oh man, so the pineapple bay vote, man. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the new Chef Benjamin signature dish, man. It's the uh, it's the pineapple boat, man. We got the white jasmine rice in it. Um, I do it with uh, with either steak or chicken or um or bourbon, black peppercorn salmon, uh, with, uh, which is like a wet rub that I use to make it. And uh, you know, man, I just I just took everything I learned in culinary and just you know tried to incorporate it all in one dish. And um, I got my signature bang sauce that I learned how to make, man, throughout my culinary journey. I'm just able to, like you said, man, just capitalize on the opportunity. So you said you and your team, so you have people working with you. When when yeah. did did you bring them on right away? Like when you knew you were going to do this, is this like I need some yeah. people or do you start just doing it by yourself? And then you're like, I need a person. I need five people. <laughs> like, how did that work? You know, I had got like a quick little job at Amazon, uh, you know, couple of weeks ago, man, you know, just to, you know, continue to keep some more money coming in or whatever. And this is like before the whole pineapple boat thing came into play. I catch an Uber ride to work, man, you know, I'm at Amazon, whatever. And I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm better than this. Like, I'm not no factory working like this. I belong in the kitchen. So, um, I met this dude named Jorge who does like the most, who's actually right here, <laughs> who actually, uh, he's like a, a, a hell of a damn photographer, man. He, he does like his business with the flyers, the logo designs and everything. So like, I didn't even know who, even know who he even was, you know? So we were talking one night uh, at work and he was like, he's like, yeah, man, you know, I do like flyers and like video photography and stuff. I'm like, dude, like, okay. Like I don't need that right now. So uh, literally man, uh, this is when the pineapple boat dish like just went freaking viral. So I see him at work like a couple of days later. I'm like, hey, oh, hey, uh, bro, I'm gonna need a flyer done. I'm gonna need some photos. I'm gonna need, <laughs> I'm gonna need some video graphic designs. Whatever you gotta do, bro. Like I'm gonna pay. I don't care. So man, he, uh, you know, he's been super supportive of the whole Chef Benjamin brand. My business partner uh, Darlene, she, um, she helps me out, man, with bookings. You know, when people placing orders. You know, keeping track of invoices. Keeping pineapples in stock keeping chicken like she has to make sure all that stuff is like covered now that's like even like with sending my podcast interviews and you know all these other people just been hitting me up to like do podcasts and people want to do interviews and stuff man like she she literally like just got thrown into the mix of all this so like her and Jorge like we went from not knowing each other to just like all right man like we get we own something right now like yeah, and it, you, it sounds like you didn't know anything about business. Like this wasn't like yeah. years worth of planning because so many people, you know, before I launched, I was I side hustled for five years while I kept a full time job. I did all that, kind of figured things out, and you just like jumped right into it, like <laughs> figure learning on the fly, right? It's, but I mean, today with, with the internet, social media, the way we can connect, like it's a lot easier for yeah. people to be able to start business. I mean, I'm podcasting right now. This is crazy, right? Like when you think of what we've got, basically like our own radio station, our own TV station, you know, we're producing on our own. Um, there's no gatekeepers anymore. And you can just watch some YouTube tutorials, join some Facebook groups to talk to people about how to do this right. stuff. It's great. If you've got the drive, like you can go from zero to a hundred really quickly right now. Quick. So how are you guys selling these things? Like, where are they selling them? Are you doing pickup locations? Do you do any things in people's homes? What's what's your yeah, business setup so, like right um, now? Yeah, so what we're doing right now, um, I pretty much run it from like a home-based business. You know, uh, you know, I get the chance to, you know, like I got, uh, we just got the LLC uh, business license. So we're working on that. Like each pineapple is uh, pretty much like hand carved personally. 
um, you know, every batch, you know, the chicken, the shrimp or whatever, you know, all that stuff was like made fresh to order. So anytime like, like somebody actually places an order, you know, like I tell them like, you know, you could DM me on Instagram because I'm always checking my Instagram um, or, you know, they can call me and, you know, I tell them, you know, the pickup location and everything and, you know, and we meet and, you know, they, they get a, we take a picture and then we get paid and the customer's happy. So that's all you're doing now. You don't have like this menu with like 10 items and all this stuff. You're just focusing on those, that man. viral dish that you've got and just capitalizing on that man. right now. And that's just what happened, man. Yeah. So um, we're actually trying to get into the process now of um, creating more uh, menu items. Um, all of this literally, man, like just happened overnight, like, like being honest. So like I'm, I'm still trying to, you know, catch up with what's going on sometimes. So, you know, the pineapple boat is doing its thing right now. Uh, you know, we're doing different versions of it. Uh, like I said, with the salmon version, the um, steak version, you know, we're gonna come up with some more crazy ideas for it. Another thing that just really took off like three days ago, uh, we got the, um, the vanilla pudding, um, soft sweet bread taco. So it's a banana pudding taco. And uh, man, when I tell you that thing has been selling like left and right, like I've had people buy these things like five at a time. So what is that banana pudding literally in a taco? Is that what that is? Yeah. Wow. Where did that come from? Is that something you were just messing around with at your house eating? You just know, you know so, so this, this is what happened with, uh, with the banana pudding tacos. I was actually at home one night and uh, I think this was back in, uh, this one, yeah, this one I was in Vegas. Um, so I was at home one night and I was like, man, like I, you know, I want some kind of dessert that's, crazy and I heard of so um you know banana pudding is always one of my favorite desserts you know to always eat like I always grew up in the south you know being from Alabama like eating banana pudding like that's that's the southern tradition you know so I said uh I just thought about it. I was like you know what I'm gonna put a twist on it like I want something that's like crunchy or something uh something sweet to, that I could put underneath it or mix it up or whatever like you know you know it's like eating like a peach cobbler you know, you got your crust on the top, and then, you know, you got, you know, you got your peaches and everything you're feeling. So I said, you know what, like, what if I can do this, like, with banana pudding? So uh, I learned how to make, uh, you know, I made the shell one night, you know, uh, to, like, some brown sugar, and, you know, I made, like, a wet mix and everything. And uh, next thing I know, I learned, you know, I got the, um, the actual shell to start folding or whatever. And uh, I put the banana pudding in it. Man, I took some vanilla wafers, mixed all that stuff up some uh whipped cream on it there's something to be said for keeping your menu super lean like if you can make a good living off of two dishes i mean that's great so many people have so many things they're trying to do and they they don't take off and so just two dishes Are are you seeing any issues with um supplies right now i mean right now especially with meat and stuff you know it's hard like they're talking about 20 meat packing plants closed down. You go to the grocery stores, you're not being able to find things. Have you run into that? And are you thinking uh-huh. ahead? Like if there's an issue, you know, what if you can't get chicken the way you need or beef? Like, are you thinking about that right now? In Dallas, they got Tom Thumb. So, um, man, we went out there like two days ago to kind of stock up on supplies. And, you know, they're being real strict in some of these grocery stores about stuff like that. You know, you're going to buy like one pack of steak at a time. You're going to buy like two, you know, two packs of this, two packs of that. I'm like, like dang, dude, like, you know, we literally just did like a hundred orders, you know what I'm saying? And almost like five days, you know? So, you know, calculating and adding food costs, I'm like, you know, 
when this first started, you know, dude, I was literally, like we only really originally brought like three or four pineapples at the time. Last weekend for mother, um, I think that was last weekend starting Saturday. Yeah, it was like Saturday morning. Dude, I woke up Saturday morning. I had over 20 orders already pre-booked. We literally did 20 pineapple bowl orders in one day and that was on a Saturday. So it, it literally got to the point, you know, um, I had to sit down and, you know, make a couple phone calls with people, you know, back home, whatever. Like, like I even had to call my mom until I was like, mom, uh, this thing is really taking off. Like, I got to go to the store and buy pineapples by the case now. What do you charge for a pineapple bowl? Right now, man, uh, 20 bucks a pineapple bowl. Yeah. Nice. Probably get a pretty good profit margin on there. Yeah, a pretty good profit. Yeah, pretty good on the profit, man. So, so do you foresee um, taking kind of your higher-end restaurant background and getting into the in-home dinner things? You know, a lot of personal chefs, that's yeah. what I do. Like, I go into people's homes and do, like, a five- or seven-course dinner. It sounds like with your experience, you could definitely do that. Is that something oh, you're definitely. thinking about, or do you want to kind of stay doing these things for the mass and um, just cranking out pineapples? You know, I'm, I'm stuck in the midst of you know, riding the wave with this whole pineapple thing. Cause like, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know this was going to pop off, like how it happened, but I'm also looking at it, you know, I, I really want to get into the food truck part now, you know, you know, man, we're, we're, we're in 2020, man. And, you know, people are constantly always on the go, always on the go, you know, and of course with the whole pandemic going, going on right now, of course, nobody can't go to restaurants. So I'm just like, you know, it's getting to the point now where we're getting so many orders um, of what we're doing right now. I'm just like, man, like if I can get a food truck, I can have more clients. I can have more customers that way. You know, I can work on a bigger in a bigger size kitchen than, you know, what I do now at home. I can go to different cities and different states, you know. So I'm, I'm definitely looking at the food truck business. Um, hopefully, man, within the next like two months, to be honest. And then, of course, you know, being like doing like the in-home private uh, dinner thing, I've definitely had like a lot of people the past couple of weeks write me on Instagram about, hey, Chef Ben, like I got a birthday, I want to do like a private dinner for my birthday or, um, you know, me and my husband doing like our anniversary dinner, like, would you do it? So I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to go down every avenue that's, that's going to continue to generate. I have to tell, I have to tell my uh, my business partner Darlene, like, look, you gotta handle this food truck part. You have to hire somebody. Uh, I got, I got a private dinner I got to do for this client. So man, like, it's it's literally just just being a machine right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, right now every food truck operator I know is still in business, and you know their business is down from what it's been before, but they've got a business. You know, I'm seeing so many restaurants that are closed. Some are trying to adapt to do takeout. The guys who have food trucks, I don't know any food truck that has closed down right now. They're just parking it. Most of them are breweries. Like what we're seeing here is we have all these food trucks and we have all these breweries and they used to kind of pivot between different ones and now they're not rotating. It's just like, if you want Pizza Llama, he's at Jugbridge Brewery. If you want Authentic Mexican, they're over at Attaboy. If you want Boxcar Burgers, they're at Idiom. Like, and they're just kind of making these partnerships. And a lot of them, we started doing deliveries and they allowed us to start delivering beer and cocktails uh, in Frederick here where I live. So now you're seeing these, you can call it this brewery and you can get their beer and the burgers from Boxcar delivered to your house. Mm-hmm. You know, you're starting to see interesting things like that. But I mean, I think your dishes are 
made for food trucks. When you see those food trucks with those like super um, Instagrammable, you know, dishes that are delicious that people line up for. I mean, if you've got a couple of things that you think are going to sell, I think you could take your food truck anywhere and just sell a ton of pineapples off that truck. That was just something, you know, I, you know, I really just started to think about, man. I was like, you know what? Like, that's always been one thing I learned about being, you know, working in the restaurant business, you know, my whole career. And I'm just like, if you got a dish that's different from what everybody else around you got, the competition, people will gravitate towards it. So from what I'm being told, and like I said, I've, I've only been in Dallas, man, for a couple months. So I don't fully 100% know, but. You know, from from what I've been told from my customers and everything, nobody in Dallas has the pineapple boat dish. So, yeah, I I've never seen them anywhere before. I've seen pictures on Instagram, but I've never seen one in person. Maybe I need to start doing some pineapple holes <laughs> here in Frederick and get on that. I don't know. I feel like I could put anything in there. Hey, Who knows? Hey, hey, man! Like I said, man, people just people gravitate, man, to what's different. Have you ever had scrapple? Do you even know what scrapple is? It's like a mid-Atlantic thing. It's basically like a pate made with all kinds of pig organs. So it's like you cook down like hearts and livers and kidneys and you cook it with like cornmeal and you set it into a mold and then you slice it up and like pan fry it. Uh, It's something you see in like Philly, uh, Pennsylvania, Delaware. So like I take that and I put it in a lot of dishes. I make like a hot scrapple dip with like cheese and stuff on it and Old Bay and hot sauce. So like something like that nobody's doing. Like if you Google it, like I'm the one who created that dish, right? And then I do a smoked Gouda pepper relish pimento cheese. So instead of like cheddar, I use smoked Gouda and I use like hot peppers in there. So like I like to find those dishes that nobody else is making and then put them out there. And like those are like my two dishes that sell like crazy. They've been in cookbooks and magazines and stuff like that. And I think, you know, if everyone could find just like one or two things that's really unique, they really could have, you know, something special on their hands. So what are you seeing from customers right now? Are they asking questions about uh, safe food handling? Are they wanting to see you in a mask? Are they wearing masks? Like, I just wonder like down there, what are, what are you seeing on that side as far as like food safety and just keeping yourself safe? Man, anytime I I do have, you know, a customer that's like, Hey, you know, I'm outside. Like, can you bring it to my car? I'm like, okay. So I go out there, man, face masks, you know, gloves, all that stuff, man. So you know, I have to I have to protect my brand now at this point. So like, I don't want nobody to be like, hey, you know, I tried the food from him and you know I got sick or you know such and such. So, you know, I got my serve safe certification. Um, I just um, I just graduated from uh, Florida uh, Florida Atlantic University um, Executive Business College, and um, I got my uh, I got my certification in uh, hospitality and tourism management. So um, I literally um, you know got certified for that. Um, I just took a course uh, with ServeSafe uh, for the COVID-19 protection. So, you know, they kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's just like the regular ServeSafe uh, certification. You know, they, they just break it down, you know, with the whole coronavirus. So, you know, just understanding safety, you know, safety steps to take and just precautions. So. Is that a free course? Yeah, actually it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't taken that yet. I've seen a lot of people talking about that. Yeah. I think that's a real good, good resource. Though. Well, I think it's funny. Well, not funny, but when this thing started, there were all these memes and stuff about people like washing their hands. Like as chefs, we've always been washing your hands. Like, did you people not know how you're supposed to wash your hands? Like, like, my hands are raw from washing. It's like, yeah, try being a chef. Like, that's like every day. But I really realized that like people outside of restaurants had no idea how to wash their damn hands. It's just like, it's really funny. 
it's, it's basic common sense. Yeah. But the challenge is, is like doing something like you do, a lot of people are doing that that don't have experience. Because I see a lot of people who are like, you know, oh, cool, I make this good pineapple bowl. Let me just start selling this food out of my house. And they've never gone to a serve safe. They've never worked in a restaurant. And I think that's where you can have potential. I mean, you can have big issues. Um, big time. You know, big time. So someone like you who is a chef and have worked in some serious, I mean, I can't imagine on the boat alone, like what kind of cleaning and sanitation regimens they have on that, you know, knowing oh, that you man. work there, I would 100% be comfortable getting food from you knowing that you've gone through those motions. But a lot of people are just like, oh, let me just open this cottage bakery out of my house. It's like, what's your experience? Like, you don't have to have exactly. gone through serve safe or any of that like you should have, but a lot of people haven't. Exactly, man. And um, I, actually, when I first got to Dallas, when I first got to Dallas, um, I took a course uh, with Hilton. So I got my, um, I got my food handler, it's one of the food handling certifications uh, just for Texas. So, um, you know, I, I took advantage, you know, when, when they offered me that course. So, you know, anytime, like I say, you know, if a customer ever, you know, does, you know, have to question me about anything, I'm just like, I'm certified in Texas. Here's my service certification. Here's a certification from the WAC. Here's, here's my hospitality management certification. I'm serve safe. Like, I, I, I make sure every single you know, precaution is taken. Yeah. So I think I want to move on to doing some of these uh, quick rapid fire questions. If you're ready for this, we always say uh, kind of like, like one or two, one or two word answers. I mean, if you got to go deep a little bit, but I kind of like to see, you know, what everyone's favorite things are. So uh, one of the questions we just kind of start off with is what's your favorite thing to eat? My favorite thing to eat, man, believe it or not, one of my favorite dishes is actually uh, I love spaghetti, man. Like like I eat oh, I eat spaghetti all day. Like. I love spaghetti. Uh, what's your favorite tool in the kitchen? Oh, favorite tool in the kitchen mm, probably be the mandolin. Like I like I like using the mandolin a lot for some reason. Like that's you get to just watch those fingers. Nobody, go. wants be, <laughs> nobody wants to be going to the ER for a cut finger right now. <laughs> Do you have a favorite restaurant or a meal? Like, have you ever had an amazing experience at one place that kind of stands out for you? Oh, definitely, man. Um, when I was in, um, I was in uh, Oahu and uh, Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, it's a restaurant, uh, BLT Steak Honolulu. Man, that was the best. They have a tomahawk dish, a tomahawk steak out there. Man, that is the best tomahawk steak I have ever had in my life. How big was that thing? Uh, I think it was like, what, 30, 30, 32, 36 ounces? That's yeah. crazy. That's a chunk of meat. It's pretty big. It's, I took like, <laughs> I'm a skinny guy, as you can tell. I, I, I took like three bites and I was full. I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat on that for like the next like two or three days. <laughs> yeah. And then the last question we always ask people, and it's not necessarily a quick one, but what do you want to be remembered for? Like personally, professionally, is there anything, I mean, you're young, you're just starting your culinary career. Are you thinking about like professional legacy or just how you want to be thought of? Probably like on a, on a professional level, you know, I just, I want people just to always, you know, remember that, you know, I want people to say Chef Benjamin, you know, really took his craft serious. You know, he was very passionate, you know, about being in culinary or, or just everything that he did. You know, he made sure he kept the the standard 
high enough. You know, like I want people to always remember that. Like, you know, he always continued to strive for greatness. Like he never let any obstacle, you know, stop him from anything, you know, on a on a professional level. But then, you know, uh, on a personal level, man, uh, I'm, tw- I'm 28 now. Things are going good in my life. I'm super happy. Can't complain about nothing. Um, you know, eventually, you know, when I do the chance to settle down, find the right woman and, you know, have kids, you know, I, I want to be able to leave something that, um, you know, my family was never able, you know, to leave for me growing up. You know, I want to leave, you know, some kind of, I want to leave like that, that generational wealth. You know, I want for my kids, you know, the, when they get older, you know, I want them to, to take over my restaurant. So, you know, take over, you know, whatever other business adventures, you know, I get to indulge on in the future, you know? So I, w- I want to be able to leave something behind for the next generation. I do too. And life's hopefully long for both of us, right? And we'll get yep. there and be able to do that. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we jump out of here? Yeah, man. Uh, everybody out there, uh, I want y'all to follow me on Instagram at Official Chef Benjamin. Um, man, we, uh, we're live and direct in Dallas, Texas. You guys can, uh, like I said, DM me on Instagram. Uh, make sure y'all place y'all order for y'all. Chef Benjamin, Pineapple Bane Boats. We got Vanilla Plant Tacos. Uh, next week, uh, we got the Hennessy and Honey Wings coming. We're working on getting the food trucks. So I want everybody just to continue to, you know, support the journey. Uh, just continue to follow everything on Instagram. And uh, all my customers and clients out there in Dallas, man, I thank y'all for y'all business and support. And, uh, you know, I just want to continue to just, uh, you know, continue to grow. And just see what things go in the future with the Chef Benjamin brand. Fantastic. And we do a pretty comprehensive show notes. So I get all this typed up and I'll have links in there for everyone to make sure oh, they nice. know how to find you. Uh, and then you can send this out to your followers and fans. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get, man, you'll be at like 5,000 followers on Instagram. In time, right? <laughs> hopefully we're working on it. Uh, to all our listeners, thank you. This has been the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. As always, you can find us at chefswithoutrestaurants.com and .org and on all social media. Hope everyone has a great week. Go to chefswithoutrestaurants.org to find our Facebook group, mailing list, and chef database. The community's free to join. You'll get gig opportunities, advice on building and growing your business, and you'll never miss an episode of our podcast. Have a great week.